Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestler Review, part two of our Andre the Giant series. We're better than HBO, you stupid fox. Oh, ESPN 30 for 30, more like John Hastings Dylan got dirty for dirty, baby. Yo, 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 nice. yo, 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 yo. Oh, HBO. Hey, hey, HBO, do you incessantly talk about how Andre the Giant was just a fat, drunk bitch? Do you ever talk about the fact that his thumb smelled like shit? Do you ever talk about the fact that his afro was mostly made of baby pubes? <laughs> yes. Do they? Yeah, they know, there's no way they uh, have the kind of sizzling, hot, fucking takes that we have, John. Yeah, our show is fat loads, their show pre-cum. Now, this is what I want to talk about. We are in the... Here's yeah. the thing with the waning years of Andre the Giant. It basically it hits WrestleMania one and his body explodes like the Blues Brothers car at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the years of falling down three times. And one thing that I noticed in watching tapes of him that I think may have really kind of sped along everything is that he had a tubby tubby gut gut and that was hard on his backy whack. Oh my god, like he's a f- like, he's a fat boy. He's also drinking yeah. incessantly. Also, you know when they always talked about him playing cards with Arnold Skolan in the back and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. He would do that naked all the time, which I don't know why that makes me contribute to his body, but I'm like everyone in the back was wishing him negative thoughts. If you just walk in, you see that guy just hugely naked playing cards with Arnold Skolan, you're like I hope he dies soon. <laughs> Well, that's the Ooh, weird. Oh, you got my gun. That's what he was sound like. There's so many. You can't. There's so much shit. It's so weird that this guy, that the WWF, like, went with this guy so hard. Just seeing us, like, well, he can't move and he can't talk. Like, he. What's he. Even- What's is even, the great Cali? What's even he's definitely I would say he's the great Cali minus the art that is the Punjabi prison match. Um, there you go. The issue, the thing that I find the most, the most fascinating. The when I say the most fascinating, I mean the most. Fa- uh, did I say the most fascinating? I'm going to say it again. Is that you can literally see the two guys that influenced all of Vince McMahon's worldview on what wrestlers should look like, and their superstar Billy Graham and Andre the Giant, because those are the two. Yeah body types that he's literally just if you are if you are one or the other and in a dream world he'll find both braun Strowman. yeah just if, if braun Strowman had blonde hair he would he wouldn't be the wwf champion he would literally just be called braun mcmahon and he would be fucking vince he'd be fucking him <laughs> it's just a weird one where you can see like my dick is heavier than the wrestlemania side <laughs> You can see how, like, Braun Strowman, they're trying to make him their new Andre the Giant, and it both happened, like, all three phases of this guy, are, so, like, the first phase is obviously Andre, and then when Andre gets sick, and, like, it becomes very apparent that Andre's winding down, they find The Undertaker, and then The Undertaker started having bad matches, and they basically, I assume, just came to Braun Strowman's house and was like... Here's how you get thin. You're the new Undertaker now. Like, enjoy basically 20 years of beating up people on TV. Yeah. Like, it must be... Braun Strowman right now must be so happy knowing that, like, everyone... Like, Roman Reigns could could feasibly... They could maybe pull the plug because they'd be like, listen, we've made this guy a star. Like, he elicits a reaction. But, like, 
you're Lex Luger uh, and Bull Buchanan's baby. Like, get out of here. They could possibly do that. I don't think it will, but that's possible. I don't think there's a world where Ron Strowman doesn't just power slam every top guy they have for the next 15 years. Uh, Unless he, like, blows up. I wouldn't say it's going to be 15 years, but I think he's got about five year, a nice five-year run. Also, you're going to be listening to this on WrestleMania Sunday, everybody. So, can I just say, happy WrestleMania Sunday. I'll be enjoying it. Oh, happy WrestleMania Sunday. I really hope that uh, the that some of you guys are doing that whole WrestleMania weekend thing and that the Louisiana State Athletic Commission. Have you heard, seen the Louisiana State Athletic Commission stuff, John? No, I have not. Um, due to a man being paralyzed with the pile driver in like the 90s, I believe it was. I'm probably wrong about that, but who gives a fuck? Um, they've outlawed like... Unless you're a major promotion, and major promotions are listed as, right now, the WWE and Ring of Honor, you can't do a powerbomb, you can't do any version of a shooting star press or 450 splash, and you're not allowed to have a guy go over the top of the, uh, over the top rope. Like, PWG is going to be 1991 w- WCW, and I'm all here for that. That's going to be fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. In the, the Oh, my God. That's going to be fucking crazy. It's going to be... You know what's going to happen is Vern Gagne is right now climbing out of his grave and going like, I win. These kids. <laughs> Finally, vindication. Rub my bald head with coconut oil yeah. because I'm about to beat... Some boys named Austin. Um, I'll tell you who exactly called that fucking commission to. Is you know Vince McMahon is angry that all those other wrestling wrestling companies come to his town and make a fuckload of money because of. Oh. So it's early. Don't worry about it, John. It's early. It, oh, it's eight thirty. You've also yawned at noon, though. You just. Oh my god, I've yawned. You, you have. I've yawned. At, you have yawn anxiety. I do. You're I get victim. very nervous talking to you. I'm very attracted to you, but not in a sexual way. I just want to yeah. sleep next to you. You're like a giant bed. Yeah. And I'm tuck me in. Oh, I'm a, I'm a bed. Pat on my lumps. Well, th- let me just say this about this WrestleMania has been real under the giant, and then it's real big, but uh, has had some controversy involving pimping out women. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I don't. I can't believe we didn't do this. Probably because we're so poorly organized. But uh, if you guys don't like reading about the fabulous Moolah and how she was uh, a horrible person, you can read and listen to our episode where we found that out. Yeah, it was like, and it was also one of those things where when I was listening to it, I was like, huh, wow, yeah, makes sense. I'm not saying we found it out like we discovered it. I'm no, saying no, no, no. We... We're the Woodward and Bur- we're the Woodward and Bernstein of wrestling. Yeah. Fuck, it, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Meltzer. Hey, Meltzer. Bruce Pritchard likes us. Ha <laughs> ha. I would love that. I would love to be that guy. As would I. I mean, I'll tell I you. feel for Meltzer because, like, how many hours a week does this guy work? And then he has to. He has to yeah. He's got to fill that newsletter, baby. He can't, he's got to be like, oh, apparently Big E ate something too spicy. Yeah. No. And I c- Elias didn't like how it made him have uh, some burpees in the ring. I'm one hundred. Like I'm one hundred percent on fucking Dave Meltzer's. This, like, this poor man who's so obsessed with wrestling and mullets. He he combined them both. <laughs> like i assume his house is not big like it's gotta be a reason yeah like you know his wife is paying for everything and she just like every couple of david just get a fucking job david um <laughs> when his son cries and bruce pritchard's like living 
I assume just in a giant golden cow, just ah ha ha, Paul Bosch. Well, it's just like <laughs> the Paul Bosch gave me this. Yeah, head of a cow. I fuck Paul Bosch's skull. Ha <laughs> ha, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Now, fuck and you. And that's the weird thing about... No, fuck you. The weird what? That's my, my Bruce What about, uh, is that it? Yeah. No, fuck you. Nita says that a lot. Here's mine. Here's my Conrad. Y'all want to invest in your debt through having debt? Yeah. Y'all not familiar with the pyramid scheme? Well, call me. <laughs> um, You'll be Paul and I'll be using you to pay Peter. <laughs> I Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a left turn because there's no segue into this. But one thing I really wanted to touch on is that the way people talk about Mr. Rusmanov. Thank you so is, much. Thank you so much for getting us out of that wrestling podcast jag. So the one weird thing about Andre is like he's almost he's above the law in a way that I don't think anyone is now. Yes. Or could be. Well, it's this weird thing of he was he's also like he was managed. He was essentially he was Vince's dad's Hulk Hogan. And he loved Vince Sr. He only sort of liked Vince Jr. And because Vince McMahon's so fucked in the head, he kind of spent the rest of Andre's life trying to make him love him too. And also true, and truly respected what Andre was. And you could see he also slowly built a relationship with Andre where he did what he wanted to do with Andre. In that you know that Vince didn't want babyface Andre. Because babyface Andre will distract from babyface Hulk Hogan. There's no way not to do that. But... It actually is this sort of nice build of you keep them totally separate in WrestleMania 1. They're totally separate entities in that giant, massive afternoon event. WrestleMania 2, they're not in the same city. You're showcasing Andre old school in a battle royal with a bunch of football players who got pretty mouthy with Andre, and one of whom he apparently just looked at, and then he shut the fuck up, which I'm just I just makes me so happy. He was just like, what'd you fucking say, bitch? How intimidating must Andre the Giant have been... Because he doesn't, he only seems human. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, you, there's no, like, he's super strong to intimidate a football player who I'm going to say 100% would have ate that man's fucking lunch. Like, beat the living fucking shit out of him. But, and he's like, he's above the law. Uh, the other thing I, I that really fascinates me now is, like, how his career could be a way that, like, some careers go now where it's like, they WWE almost still has a working relationship with New Japan re Pro Wrestling given the Jericho stuff. Yeah. Because Jericho can go away. Yeah. I would almost say Jericho, if anyone, is Andre the Giant now. He, because of Andre's power comes, or That's Jericho's bizarre. power comes from, he has enough outside interests that he kind of does what he yeah. pleases. He's a huge money yes. draw. He can go to Japan. And also it's like, like Andre, if you say to like Jericho, like I want to do this, and he's like, "Nah, I want a giant list," and they're like, "Well, actually, no," and you're like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, yeah, he has enough outside interest, just like Andre oh, Jericho, was like. Uh, also drank a hundred and six beers with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that he died that time. Yeah, we're both dead. You're listening to a ghost. You imagine someone drinking over a hundred beers and thinking, "Cool," you'd be like, "This guy, is something wrong, man." <laughs> I saw a guy drink. 24 beers in like i've seen that a lot of times i've seen it in about four or five hours and it is 
Yucky. Well, well, I mean, if you're in your early 20s, that's the sickest fucking shit you could ever fucking do if you're in Canada. 2-4 for 2-4. You gotta drink 24 because you turn a 24 there, buddy. Yeah, my buddy, oh, I was about to say, he's actually a friend of mine drank 24 and 24, and then I farted in his face and he got super upset that he ran to an elementary school and dropped kicked the wind. I mean, that doesn't sound bad. That sounds very good. Mate, I'm not saying, uh, when when in my voice did you think it was bad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, a man who drank for pain, Andre the Giant. Uh, we already did the body slam challenge with Big John Studd. So Big John Studd has been relegated to the number two baby boo. Um, and we got a 20-man battle royal that's happening at, at WrestleMania 2 uh, with a mixture of NFL stars. And if you want to feel like you're not really connected to an era, watch this 20-man battle royal. And I don't mean... Because the NFL stars beat up a lot of the wrestlers, I legit mean because when the fuck when athlete with pro teams let their fucking athletes do this now, like oh my god, yeah, like uh, Big I John Stud, w- I was watching this up, thinking, oh wait, these guys are all retired, and then I was like, no, they weren't. They were like, this is March, like they just had the fucking Super Bowl, you fucking maniac. It's the next month, and football is about to go super crazy with salaries but it hasn't happened yet so the super bowl Holy is shit, still is right. now making because this is 1986 yeah. football is football is still the is now it's basically the third biggest sport in america it's go because it goes baseball or it goes baseball basketball football yeah it's kind of like how we're the last generation that's buying magazines in a way you know what i mean like we get all our news on the internet but magazines are still around does that make sense like these guys were making top level money for the time, but they still could do wrestling. Yeah, no, they were making. And that doesn't stop for like another ten years. At the time and like, it's NFL players from this era have another job. Like they weren't Not they exclusively, but yeah, yeah, they weren't set for life. They are a brand ambassador. They do golf. Like they yeah. work at a golf course. Let's fucking call it what we as we see it. They all work in fucking golf courses. Yeah. And are yeah, they're, they're sad all sell- bitches. They're selling you a Ford Taurus on their off time. Hundred percent. This is Andre. <laughs> Andre does that super hot angle with Big John Stud, and then they don't really have anything for him, so he wins the twenty man battle royal in WrestleMania two. And you can see that Andre and Big John Stud touch a couple times because they're kind of like men for each other rivals, but that <laughs> they just. Like, Big John Stud very clearly is, like, always looking at someone else in the ring to go and have a conflict with because you can see Andre is just like, Ooh, I'm be so drunk, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna find someone you care about and rip their legs off and have Tim White say it was good because that person was a rapist. <laughs> like, it's all just violent outbursts and then Tim White being like, well, that guy was, uh, Card shark? I mean, I got nothing on this one, Andre. You're a bad person. Yeah. Um. Why did he go into that elementary school and just take a shit in the sandbox? Oh, those kids. Um, they wouldn't get Andre ice for his mojito, and um, he wanted their little hands to touch his ice. So, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, uh, uh, at this point, he's going back and forth to Japan. So they basically have a really good. Uh, they have a good formula going, which is basically Andre takes time off. Um, by going to Japan, it's something that I really, really wish the WWE would do now. 100%. What I actually, uh, this is weird fantasy booking, but it's almost this odd thing of the WWE is in a place now where it, in theory, could go to Ring of Honor and other places and be like, listen, we're going into a working relationship. If you want some of our guys, you can use them. But 
yeah. and cool them off. Like it's, I don't think at this point it would affect its bottom line in a way. I know it wouldn't. And because and a lot I, of their fans are looking... I think that like a god of guys like Finn Balor, like if you see Finn Balor come to like Ring of Honor and then he beats like whatever mid-level Ring of Honor dude, like if he beats Hangman Page... Um, he just one off beats Hangman Page, which I'm sure that dude like Hangman Page has no problem with that happening. The f- fucking crazy pop for a Finn Balor entrance, it would make him seem like such a big star and kind of give him a bit of juice on TV. And that's what they did with Andre. Like they they would send him to uh Japan, take a part of his booking. He made more money in Japan than in WWF, even still up until about WrestleMania three. Like the paydays were super huge. Um, the problem was that since he was in Japan, it was kind of like vacation time. There is, <laughs> there is an Anoki match where he comes to the ring and polishes off a whole bottle of wine before getting in the ring. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> yeah, he had this. He did the God. He, he did the w- old Dylan God. He did two. He did two thousand and sixteen oh, so Dylan God. It was great. And uh, why do we need to do anything else? We're drinking, baby. <laughs> And there's a a very uh, a, there's that great uh, unplanned. Well, they say it's a shoot match, quote unquote, but really it's more Andre the Giant's drunk. A guy named Akira Maeda, who was uh for, who created a bunch of who created the UWF, uh, which was a forerunner of Prank Race, which is a forerunner of the UFC. Uh, didn't like how unprofessional it was to watch a French refrigerator get drunk in the ring. Um, so he. I like, by the way, the match on YouTube. Can I just say that I like that Antonio Inoki, whose company it is, is like, yeah, I'm fine with this drunk fucking beanbag getting fucked. But then, uh, well, Maeda is just like, you disrespect, we fuck you up. Well, that's the whole thing is that's why it's the weird thing is because Maeda's like a mid level dude, but he's soon going to go away and create the UWF, which like has a really good run for a bit. Um, but and he's keeping with the Japanese style that Anoki likes, where it's like, "Don't make me look fucking foolish." But that's why Andre's such a weird character because the match is like, watch it on YouTube. It's twenty minutes of them circling each other, and then Maeda takes him down, and then Andre car- starts calling on him like, "Fucking pin me, fucking pin me," because he knew the rule was no one pins Andre the Giant except for Antonio Anoki. Like that is a, that is a parents' liquor cabinet type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. You can't be pinning Andre the Giant if you're not Antonio Anoki, you know? Yeah. Because uh, Anoki, we'll go over this now so we don't have to later, but on his uh, farewell tour to My Body Stopped Working um, is uh, that Anoki slams him and then gets him in an armbar and, and Andre taps, which is a, is supposed to be his only submission loss. Yeah. and But, like, that's the whole thing. It's like, keep Andre strong until I'm about to die and then Antonio Anoki will kill him. And it's basically this thing of... And Andre are after WrestleMania 3, but WrestleMania 3 is sort of his... It's him tuning up the band for his swan song. So you have... Him lose to Hogan, lose to Anoki. Final thank yous to the two companies that fucking gave him all that. And he moves, like, and he then just, you know, starts drinking. Now he just starts drinking excessively, basically, after that sort of stuff. And it is, a, that's a great yeah. point you make that Anoki basically comes. like having 100 beers. Yeah, no, not casually. We're talking 200 beers. It's very interesting that you make that point of, like, Anoki comes to the ring and it's probably nothing to do with, I need to protect Andre. It's, you don't beat this fucking guy, I beat this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't fuck that pussy. That pussy's for me. Yeah, that's my daddy. Oh. <laughs> um, so he gets kayfabe suspended. 
I miss this shit where they would be like, his, his, he's suspended. Why? I don't know. And then he just goes away and then he comes back. I love it. But the problem with the problem with the, like, I love suspended and fired. But the one thing that they didn't do is, A, they never stuck to it. And B, like, you have to just have them go away for, like, the CM Punk one, which this being the internet, of course, we're going to bring up. Like, he's gone forever 10 days later. Like, fuck you. Yeah. But I wish they would, like, give out through, like, you know. It's a 90-day suspension. And then stick to it. You have vignettes of, like, what the dude's doing now, but just online. You know what I mean? 100%. Maybe I... have, like, a, f- a fake sleuth who, like, is like, I contacted him. Here's what it... Oh, like the, the news reporter they had in early 90s WCW to find Cactus Jack when he had the concussion? You fucking idiot. That's what you want brought back? When Cactus Jack was part of that weird mini-movie in WCW because he got a concussion? You're an embarrassment to this program. Also, fun thing, Andre the Giant's last appearance on professional wrestling television was at the clash of the champions 20 which was the debut of spin the wheel make a deal holy shit are is that true yep he was he part of the spin the wheel make the deal was one of the things andre the giant you have to drink with andre the giant before your match and he's just he just (laughs) arrives in a jacuzzi filled with cavassier oh it's my pee (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's him and uh, Gordon Soley, and uh, Gordon Soley and him are clearly cooked, oh, and uh, no. <laughs> Andre is using crutches to stand. Oh, no. Harry, here at Andre the Giant, uh, Andre, can you answer uh, me this? Why do you look hot right now? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone here. Let me see your dinger. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I'm, I'm bringing up his final television appearance that we'll get into the build for WrestleMania 3. Oh. N- you do that while I, while I talk about this. So during his kayfabe suspension for not showing up for a match against King Kong. Mike, <laughs> he's having, a, he's looking good, Andre is. Andre is looking pretty fucking happy. Happier than a guy who's, uh, health is failing him shit uh i'm seeing andre's last appearance here at uh clash of the champions 20 he is with gordon Soley, and i've never seen so two men so visibly drunk in my entire life i have the fucking i mean god bless us when we do a fucking stone cold steve austin series but stone cold steve austin when he was uh against eric bischoff in that feud when he was just the redneck gm was the drunkest person person i've seen on television what's a person what's a person it's a total person oh, fuck here's the thing i really like here's the thing i really like about that though not only was he visibly drunk he had access to a four-wheeler which is oh. i mean well he wasn't scary. drunk throughout all of it because for a period of time the old deborah case happened and he wasn't allowed to drink alcohol for like a year and then when that was lifted oh boy oh yeah i like that i like that a lot <laughs> Um, so they come back as the super machines. Uh, basically it's Bill Eady, uh, member of demolition and Andre the giant. And in the tradition of the WWF, they do not get actual, an actual Japanese person, uh, to pretend to be Japanese. Uh, they just get Bill Eady who doesn't even try and put on an accent. Thank God. But he just talks about honor for a while. And uh, then they ignore that Super the Giant Machine is clearly just Andre the Giant. Yeah, it's great. And they and they fight Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy a bunch, who at one point yeah dress up uh, like Korean wrestlers, which I to this day don't know why they did this. 
Well, I think they I were do. in Japan. Like, explain to me why in it's Japan they dressed up like Pak Sung and Kim Duck. Uh, I think. I mean, I don't know anything about Japanese culture. We're not those guys. We don't. We don't buy panties and vending machines or whatever weird shit. No, that, I buy. Uh, I buy them. Guys I do. buy them straight from the woman. Is it? St- <laughs> I get my strawberries Madam? straight from the field. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yo 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 yo. Why pick blueberries <laughs> when you? Uh, why I get blueberries in a box when you can pick them yourself? So much more sour. <laughs> is it still? Is it still okay to just make fun of anime people who really like anime? Yes. 100% totally fine. Is that a loophole where you can still bully those people? Yeah, like it's not even bullying. It's just doing what's doing God's work. Because <laughs> I feel like like I... Like every anime... I, the only thing be, I know about... Th- there should be two categories jerk off to this, and you probably are gonna... <laughs> I just mean like, to me, anime, the only thing I've early seen is when I tried to use my friend's computer when I was 21, and then clicking around on it to try and find something incriminating and i just found a bunch of like like tentacle porn do i know i I bet you i know i think i know this person do i know this person no you don't know uh and uh made fun of him a lot and uh, but i feel bad because like tentacle porn to anime would be like if you were like oh i've seen pro wrestling i saw a bra and panties match once <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 100 like, oh pro wrestling yeah that thing where they where they throw at the women ah pro wrestling that thing where kimono wanna lay me just shows her boobs <laughs> i know wrestling a girl takes off her top as and loses the match but does this purposely because she loves to show her bobos yeah ah pro wrestling the xfl <laughs> I've seen pro wrestling. It's a wet t-shirt contest, right? <laughs> but in a pudding that. Um, so uh, Andre, this is the weird thing, is that Andre the Giant, and I, I feel like, and I, I feel bad for saying this, but I didn't really watch wrestling during this time because I was one. Yeah. So I didn't really oh, know I didn't realize you were a puss. was feuding, <laughs> that he was feuding with Heenan. The entire time in '86, and then goes with Heenan right before WrestleMania. Well, this is why it's fucking brilliant. So, just to, well, let's 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 not skip ahead. But basically, what happens is there's this sort of feud going on, sort of low level between WrestleMania two, WrestleMania three. Between he goes away again to film the Princess Bride, as well as get some major back surgery, um, just so he can live. Basically, he needed to have his spine widened to take the force of his body because he was growing. Causing that's crazy. Yeah, they had to rebuild the fucking uh, uh, surgical uh, uh, surgical theater to conduct the operation. Anesthesiologist was mm-hmm. incredibly unsure what the fuck they, uh, how much to give him. It was all this sort of stuff, and it was also a giant medical experiment to see if you could do surgery on a guy this big. It was relatively successful, which sets up for um andre returning on november the 29th 1986 oh by the way uh because it's andre the giant he had the hospital giving him beers like it's what the fuck um well because that's what that was the measuring stick right was like oh wait here's how much it takes that was the measuring stick for drugs but when he was recovering because a huge amount of recovery time because they basically just ripped his spine open and like added a breakfast nook they just gave him and Tim White a bunch of fucking <laughs> beers in the hospital. And this is 80s surgery where they're like, ha-ha, isn't New Wave sick? We're going to put screws in your screws. Yeah, yo. Sugar-dooger-dooger-dooger-doo-doo-doo. 
Vince Neal is here. He's the EOR. Yeah. We're widening your spot, and by that I mean doing cocaine. Who wants to get <laughs> with the dick? It's not gay if it's not time. Listen. Hey, Andre, I'm your nurse. Tommy Lee fucked me. It's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got a flame decal on the wall and work <laughs> for a leather pet store? All your fashion decisions are totally fine. In the 90s, <laughs> you'll get a slightly shorter haircut and that will not improve your career. Someone suck my dick. Ladies and gentlemen, so we're gearing up now. Uh, Under the Giant also films Princess Bride. And liked being in the movie so much during a tour of Japan, him and Tim White saw it every night in a movie theater, which, I'm going to be honest, fills me with joy that Andre the Giant was just like, ah, oh, so happy. I did something good that a family can enjoy. Um, and everyone really liked him uh, working on set because it's the complete inverse of him working in wrestling where he has no standing. He's just there yeah you know what i mean like he's just learning that world like he's having a great time uh rob reiner says that he had to do a bunch of speech therapy so that you could tell what andre the giant is saying um unlike the rock where that made his pro wrestling actually better uh andre is once again completely intelligible by the time we get to the build of wrestling also by the way um uh billy crystal's uh friendship that he that he developed here at uh, filming Princess Bride, caused him to make the movie My Giant. Why the fuck? I hate Billy Crystal. I fucking hate Billy Crystal too. He's the shitty Martin Short. Everyone knows that. Every he's the most annoying. So I'll tell you guys the story. Can you guys, uh, you guys listen to this on iPhone? Maybe you got an old record player out, and you and the family or have a hot, hot cup of cocoa, and maybe maybe you wait till Christmas because this is this is your present. Where are your present? My uh, there was a Billy Crystal. So there was a time where uh, Inside the Actor Studio was really popular, and I went to a comedy school because I've never thought I would have a good life. Um, and I didn't attend this, mind you, but they did like a, a Q&A with Billy Crystal, and they were trying... A prof, an old prof at my school, was trying to get that off the ground. Like, he was trying to basically be Canada's um, Inside... Yeah, he's trying to be Candace James Lipton. So they brought in all these. So they took our tuition money and gave it to Billy Crystal, essentially. That's good. And they did a Q&A with Billy Crystal. And my friend asked a question. Poorly phrased, yes. But the question was, why does your live stuff play so well, but when I see you on tape, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, whatever. Like, I don't really like it on tape. Why do you think that is? And Billy Crystal got so mad he almost left. Good. Yeah, Billy Crystal's a bitch. Like, he didn't laugh it off like a comedian? He went, what? How dare you question me, a three-foot-four guy who makes weird voices? Yeah. How dare what, you what, question what, me, what, 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 a man what? who's done blackface two di uh, for two different characters? <laughs> the idea that they were like, Saturday Night Live's in trouble, get me Billy Crystal, is insane to me. Oh, my God. It's more insane the amount of times that... Oh, my God. Saturday Night Live. It might it might go off the air. Get me Jamie Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> we need a guy who thinks he's black, but he's white. Isn't that the funniest thing in the world? Fuck you, Billy Crystal. I read Martin Short's autobiography at Billy Crystal's autobiography back to back. Ah! Um, 
There you go. Martin Short's autobiography. Oh, Jan some more, John, you stupid big-headed fuck. You're the Andre the Giant of this podcast. Oh, really? You're the Tim White of this podcast. You're the fucking Tim White of this podcast. No, I'm not. Yes, you no, are. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're the Billy Crystal of this podcast. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, so I, I'm the Billy Rob Crystal. Reiner. No, because I'm like, oh, how do I teach this guy to speak human? No, you're not even English. Just a a, a language. Yeah, a you're Rob. Language. You're Rob Reiner in All in the Family. You're meathead. Now listen, I read Martin Short's biography. Yeah, I got a meaty head on my dog. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Martin Short's autobiography and Billy Crystal's autobiography. Martin Short's autobiography is one of the sweetest, most beautiful, poignant stories ever. And Billy Crystal's, like, Billy Crystal's autobiography is literally like, here's another time they made a mistake by not hiring me. It is <laughs> fucking horrendous. <laughs> like, my, Lone Ranger? Should have been me. Did, Was I born yet? Mein nah. Kampf did more good for the world than Billy Crystal's autobiography. Yeah, he's got a he's just got his head up his own fucking ass. Do you understand that he they had like a, that Howard Stern made fun of him once and Billy Crystal still yes. will talk has 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 almost said that he's an anti-Semite, which is the best thing about Billy Crystal I've ever heard. Where he's he can't quite bring himself That's to right. be like Howard Stern's an anti-Semite because he's not sure if Howard Stern is Jewish, but he's almost said it a few times. Howard Stern is definitely uh, definitely Jewish, hundred percent Jewish. Now we're building towards WrestleMania three. This is the best angle of the Hulkamania era by fucking far. But everything about I don't know, man. I think the one we're going to talk about after the break. Oh yes, no, that's the, the better angle. one. That this whole the Andre Hogan feud is the best feud of Hulkamania. Oh fuck me, is it good? Starts off great. Well, because it's it's so believable because it's it's that example of like long term storytelling in the way that only wrestling can do, where they just kind of fall ass backwards into the long term story. Yeah, where. They're one A and one B babyface, and Andre's kept strong because he's Andre the Giant, and he's been this territorial draw forever. But we're kind of winding him down because he can't wrestle at the pace that this new guy can. And they just come up with the idea: let's turn Andre heel, fuck the world. Um, we have all these new stars. We don't like not need Andre, but like but people know we- Andre's like great. Go for it. But can we talk about? But it's how they turn him heel is the fucking best part, which is uh, Andre's getting a uh, trophy for uh, best uh, for longest undefeated streak. Hogan's getting a trophy for being champion for three years, both on Piper's Pit. Hogan's trophy is yes. larger. Um, well, they do it the first week. They do Hogan's trophy, and then the second week they do Andre's trophy. Andre's trophy is smaller. Um, Andre still has a smile on. It's really good, actually. Andre comes out smiling. He's smiling. He takes the trophy. He looks a bit disappointed, but whatever. And then Hogan comes out and says, "Oh, I'm even more like it. I'm even more like happy about this than I am mine. This is great. How finally you're getting recognized." And then Andre shakes his hand, says nothing, shakes his hand, and leaves. But Hogan kind of does this thing like, "Oh, that was a pretty hard handshake." And then they kind of sign off. And then the next week. They come out. And no, I think they get the trophies at the same time. Don't they get the trophy? No, it's separate. Are you sure? Because Ho- I thought there was also a Hogan did his speech because t- it was Hogan did his speech too long. And so Andre has to leave. That's what they is wh- how they do it. And it slowly builds. No, I mean, no, it was no, it was definitely like I, I watched it today. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was two separate. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll watch you odds more. Have some fun, buddy. Um, Face. Then they in have your fucking big fucking pie I'll, face i'll fuck you i fucked your wife i'll fuck your cat now listen 
ooh, I'll throw a ball at you, and then you'll not catch it, and everyone will laugh. You'll be five again. Uh, uh, that happened when I was much older as well. Um, <laughs> 25 again. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll be three <laughs> days ago again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they do uh, a wonderful... I, the wonderful thing where uh, do you know the I mean we're going to really show our fate here but Piper says he's going to bring his guy Ventura says he's going to bring his guy uh, Piper brings Hogan and then the big reveal is Ventura's brought Andre with Heenan and it's great because and and Hogan this is the best acting of Hogan's fucking career because Hogan is literally like yeah. what the actual fuck are you doing with this guy like it's and this is the best Bobby yeah. Heenan's ever been Bobby Heenan because Bobby Heenan, like, not even smug, just like, like, fuck you, Hogan. I'm, like, I'm the one with the cock now. Before I had the pussy, yeah. now I have yeah. the cock. And and it's, a, and it's a good point where it's like, if this guy, it's, the, it's all great heel shit where it's like, if this guy is the, this guy's one of the best and you've never given him a fucking title shot. Like, why haven't you given him a title shot? And Andre, you can see why Andre's so pissed because he's fucking, you know, why haven't I got an entire shot? Like, yeah. it all makes sense in the storyline. And uh, and then Piper steals the show, as only Roddy Piper can, in my opinion, just by the end when Andre rips the shirt off, his uh, rips the shirt off and uh, cuts his chest with his, like, nail or whatever, and Piper just says, you're bleeding. Yeah, it's and fucking crazy. And says it in a tone that he's never said before. Like, he's always... He's not big Roddy Piper. He just says you're bleeding twice into the microphone, and it's like it's one of the best things in wrestling history. I forgot about your bleeding. It's really good. The whole the whole thing is fucking amazing. And basically, that's the, they do that like that's the build, and they sell ninety three thousand tickets. Like it's fucking crazy. Like they literally like yeah. that's there's no like there's nothing really else. They do a contract signing, um, and they do the like the bigger championship belt. Like and bear in mind, Vince isn't a hundred percent sure that Hogan's being put over by andre he's pretty sure he will but it's andre like andre might just drink a bunch of wine and be like ah no i'm the champion i'm gonna eat the belt (laughs) yeah so you can see the tension going into that and the other thing is like character wise andre's character has always been that oh i was i'm really nice and then i get mad and then i'm unstoppable and now from the fans perspective now he's all unstoppable like how the fuck is uh america supposed to deal with this and oddly, it's a weird one for Hogan because... That's Hogan's move. He's, no, I, no, I was going to say it's a weird one for Hogan because he can't really get back. This is the dragon that Hulk Hogan is chasing for literally 20 more years in pro wrestling where it's like, this guy's bigger than me. Why aren't I drawing as much with him as I did with Andre? Oh, interesting. Because Andre the Giant's the first dude hulk hogan faced who he was actually smaller like bundy was fatter big john stud like same size under the giant is actually visibly taller than hulk hogan and this is the dra- this is the dragon hulk hogan's chasing this is why the fucking dungeon of doom happens this is all that shit and this is oh yeah it's all based you off know? this it's fucking crazy yeah this is the dragon for vince mcmahon and hulk hogan like I guarantee Vince McMahon loves Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Like, he loved the Attitude Era, but he's still... This is who Vince McMahon is. Vince McMahon wants... Vi- Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in Vince McMahon's mind is Andre versus Hogan in some in some way. 
right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's but it's also the immovable force, irresistible object. Like this is this is what it. Mm. I mean, I've I fucked those up. Yeah, you really did. You fucked everything up. As usual, you fucked me. The irresistible object and the immovable force, both of those are me. The, I'm irresistible because you want to suck it, and uh, if I want it, it's mine. Um, the, that's what my T-shirt is gonna say as a wrestler. If I want it, it's mine. <laughs> and then women's rights groups will make me not wrestle, and I'll be like. Oh yeah, sorry. I didn't think that meant that, but yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I oh, totally sorry. see your point. Actually, <laughs> I'm very sorry. Ooh, sorry about that one. Has that ever happened in wrestling? <laughs> Where literally they just hadn't thought it? Be like, oh no. Yes, they had. <laughs> Maha- um, um, oh, the final solution. Muhammad Hassan. They were like, yeah, you're right. Bye bye. <laughs> well, that was like Muhammad Hassan was like every business was like, can you not? Did you ever see the Muhammad Hassan angle that got him taken off TV? Oh, where they literally just had terror, like, like, literally, yeah, like, yeah. They basically are like, and now welcome the Os- the Osama bin Ladens. Do you know what the crazy thing about those two guys are? Those guys are. So they were Matt and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> that was New Jack. Two New Jacks. They clone New Jack. <laughs> that wasn't an angle. That was just a real New Jack thing he did. Um, those were the Shane twins. And, like, the year previous in TNA, they literally played penises. <laughs> they were the Johnsons. <laughs> oh, there ain't nothing about that at all. They were like, four polar, oppos- four polar reasons, the two worst things in wrestling history, where it's like, we within a year, they went from playing penises to guys who shot up an airport. Only in pro wrestling. There was no middle where they were like, hey, uh, why aren't we just twins and we do what the Harris brothers do? Or, like... One of us pretends to be hurt, pulls the other one out of the ring, and they don't know, and we're the twins, so the referee doesn't know, but I small package him because I'm fresh man, you know, with twin magic. No, your your dicks are terrorists. We're tired of twins. Do you want to be a cock or a terrorist? How about one cock, one terrorist? <laughs> that would have been good. All of that. If one of them was a terrorist, the other one thought he literally was a penis. That's how you book wrestling. Oh, there's just why didn't Andre ever think he was a penis? <laughs> Mate, I think he, I think he thought he could take uh, a lot of pu- uh, pussy. I got an idea. <laughs> Andre's puking a lot because he drinks. How about we make him a dick and the puke has come? Ha 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 ha. That's f- everyone was scared of Andre. They didn't know he was job. He would if he would job or not. Except I don't Heenan know if I seems buy to that. be like he knew right away. Stephanie McMahon, all like. We we all know what happens. They have a ten minute match. Hogan body slams him. Andre is so fat that he actually snaps a tendon in Hulk Hogan's back, which you can see on camera, which is disgusting. Um, Hulk oh, Hogan, by like the way, apparently in an MTV Crims claims that uh, Hogan died days after this, which is absolutely insane because he continued to wrestle him. Hogan claims Andre died. Hogan claims Andre died three days after WrestleMania 3, which is <laughs> absolutely not. Like, maybe his spirit died. The Hulk Hogan autobiography is, like, filled with just lies. Like, and then I slammed Andre, dude. The day later, Barack Obama in the White House. You know how it works. Up, dude. Like, that's how. Everyone knows that once you live in Florida, dude, you got to fuck everyone's wife, dude. That's how their marriage stays strong, dude. I'll tell you, it was crazy in 91. Sergeant Slaughter, the Gulf War, everyone was tweeting at me. You know, he has no concept. Of hey, time. everybody, dude, me and, me and Cindy Lauper, dude, uh, we wrote that song together, dude, and then I'm <laughs> Donald Trump, dude. <laughs> um... So this is the whole thing. Why? Why I said it earlier. Enoki slammed him, put him in the armbar because 
I mean, if you're listening to this, once again, you're probably a hyper dork. So I don't need to tell you this, but the there were people who had beaten Andre before. What? Obviously, that undefeated streak wasn't a real thing. What? And there were people who had slammed him before, such as Stan Hansen slammed him. I assume Andre didn't know that was going to happen. Harley Race slammed him because <laughs> Harley Race scared Andre the Giant somehow. Um, if you look closely, both my hands are cigarette guns. I shoot cancer at people. I forego the bullet. And yeah, and he'd even been slammed by Hulk Hogan in the WWWF yeah, this, at that Shea Stadium match. This is how fucking crazy wrestling is. Is that, And this is also how big Hulk Hogan was, is that... Hogan was Hogan's popularity in the middle eighties was so big it evaporated the idea that he was a wrestler before that. Like no one talks about it, no one wants it to talk talk about it's fucking insane. Well it's also the the thing that Vince still has this attitude, like you can just look back at the Undertaker Triple H WrestleMania matches where Undertaker had beaten Triple H at WrestleMania before, but they just didn't reference that whatsoever in the next match and it's the whole idea of like oh if we just don't talk about it it didn't happen but like there weren't even vhs matches of the shea stadium match there was just people who were like yeah you guys have faced before why aren't you wrestling that referencing that like and it wasn't even like it wasn't like a decade ago it was six years ago yeah they were wrestling each other in one of the biggest cards at that time in wwwf history and everyone can shit on that all at once but it like looks it's just a way better look in 1987 than it is in 2018 because like you can't just look at the wwe network and be like there right there um so they still get away with it obviously to the tune of ninety-three thousand fans actual attendance is less than that according to Meltzer. but according to dave Meltzer, um i'm uh puerto rican so what does that guy know i wish i was puerto rican yeah you are and let's talk about after wrestlemania 3 after the break because that is if Andre the Giant's career is a roller coaster that's going down right now, there's a weird upswing in it because this might be the greatest professional moment of his life. Because not only is he just drawn ninety three thousand pa- fans, pans, he, ninety three thousand pots and pans yeah, he draw, to he draw, Pontiac pots and pans. He stone. brought him. He he drawed ninety three thousand slacks, maybe. <laughs> and the Princess Bride's opened and. People still get on me because I haven't seen that movie to this day. Can we just throw this? I just want to throw this out there. It is so fucking lucky the Princess Bride came out after WrestleMania three because everyone has all that sort of stuff. If it had come out before, just before, it's awful. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's shaking on the red carpet like this is not a well man. Yeah, like, he's he's already wearing a back brace under his singlet. Like he's two years away from being a manager. Who has crutches? Like, who's not even... I don't understand why you don't just have a wheelchair, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it just stinks that what this guy did with his life towards the end of it was wrestling because... I don't know. Like, kind of like... This is going to get deep, bro. But life is work, and his work clearly deteriorated his body the fast at a faster rate. Oh. Like, he lived a better life, but... You know what I mean. Like, he lived a more... He had way better stories towards the end of his life, but... You know. He took the one side of wrestling... He took the party side of wrestling and not the exercise side of wrestling. Like, if he would have just been clanging and banging at Venice Beach with Hogan, doing some fucking steroids, that was something they missed out on. Andre on steroids, I would have loved to see. Oh, yeah. Monster. Just. I'm on steroids right <laughs> now just to get to the show. Because he. <laughs> everyone loses by count out because he, no one else can fit in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> 
Andre wins because you can't the match can't start. Yeah. Good night, everybody. All right, so we're gonna talk about post WrestleMania three. It's gonna get super fucking sad, and then we're gonna put this one to bed. Yeah. Bitch. So everyone enjoy the break and then come back for what I can only describe as a fat man dying. <laughs> yeah! YOLO. He's dead. This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Holy fucking shit, we're back from the fucking break. Fuck shit. Fuck. Set your ears to sadness. Ladies and gentlemen, it's post-WrestleMania 3, Andre the Giant. You know what that means. The drinking is taking itself to a truly Andre the Giant level. Let's Yay. get ready to be sad. <laughs> so obviously they're on the uh, fumes of WrestleMania 3. So Andre and Hogan is still the hottest fucking thing in the world. Uh, Heenan's on top of the world. These guys are doing absolutely gangbusters business. This is the maybe height of wrestling that 30 people in their 30s like about wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, this is the yeah, height of is, rock and wrestling connection, all blah, blah, blah. Well, this is even after Ross and Re Rock. This is after rock and wrestling connection. This is just straight up Hulkamania fucking running wild. Yeah, 33 million people watched the rematch. Yeah. And uh, how? what was it? Um... 33 million people, and, like, they were doing, like, how many house shows a day? Like, they were doing, like, four. Hogan was wrestling four mat four a day. Like, he would do two in the afternoon and then two at oh, night. Like, I knew he would, he would go would do, on before the break. He would do two. Yeah, he would do two. He w It was. It's weird. Ah, people got the oh, idea that Hogan was, that. A, I don't know was egotistical. I think he was doing two because he would go on before the intermission, uh, intermission in the B-Town on Thursday, Friday, Saturday fly or drive and then close the a town with a right. championship match like it's fucking crazy um and you can totally see why hogan's back is fucked if you're throwing that many leg drops around yeah you're just landing on his butt every fucking day they're building towards they're building towards the saturday night main event which will be headlined by a rematch of andre the giant hulk hogan yeah um which Ted DiBiase has said he's going to buy the championship belt. Listen, if you don't know this angle, you stop listening to this program. You are not welcome. I mean, no. If you're 15 and you just started liking wrestling, please still listen. No, I just showed you my chest. I just no, showed you my chest, and there's a tattoo no, of Ted DiBiase on it, and that means not welcome. Oh, DiBiase, not DiBiase. Interesting. Yeah, I say. Oh yeah, I say words wrong all the time, John. Don't worry. That's you. That's you. That's you. It's not the English um, language, it's the English whatever you like. Everyone knows language is fluid. Um, this match is, it has the best, weirdest finish ever, which is Dave and Earl Hebner are mm -hmm. both referees from the Carolinas. They are they are identical twins. They have an, a, an evil referee who looks exactly like the normal referee, do a fast count, Hogan loses, and the man was paid to get plastic surgery by Ted DiBiase to fuck Hogan out of the belt. Andre gives the belt to Ted DiBiase because he sells it to him. Ted DiBiase, uh, this is rule, he can't do that, and the title is vacated. It is a fucking masterstroke of, we need to get the belt off of Hulk Hogan and onto another different guy. We need to do it by keeping Hogan incredibly strong, and we need to make a heel in the process, and fuck me, do they do that so fucking well. Because basically, yeah. Ted um, Andre the Giant is degenerating to the point they need to basically have him move into a manager role and have someone get in the ring for him and that man yeah. 
is Iron Ted DeBossi. <laughs> Bled blah blah please. Yeah, Get me the want- man who owns Virgil. He's like DiBiase is at this point a super crazy and they've also learned their formula for like child ch- children's wrestling bad guy beyond just this guy's fat or this guy's tall. And DiBiase's the is the best Hogan bad guy because he's basically being Ric Flair. This is what it would have looked like if they brought... Imagine if they had gotten Ric Flair in here, which was a possibility, by the way. This was a time when they were having huge problems between Dusty and Flair, and he did call Vince. If this had been Ric Flair, literally the wrestling world would have been on fire. It was Andre flanking Ric Flair. Woo! I don't think that they would have done any better or worse. I think that Ted DiBiase at this role was better than Ric Flair ever could have been. Because I think that wow. he he from the ground up built his character, whereas Ric Flair would have come in as Ric Flair and not been able to be as good because half of what makes Ric Flair fun is, I fucked a girl last night, look at this coat. It's a fair point. Yeah, Vince McMahon, especially at this time, he would have amended that to like, I, I smooshed a lady, look at my jeans. Like he would have had nothing. Yeah, and Vince McMahon would have made Ric Flair change who he was as like a power thing. Like you're, you're in my fucking, this is my fucking... Shit now, you know what I mean? Like how they made Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard just the same person when they came in as the Brain Busters like a year or two later. Like it's you're kind of forgetting like this is because Andre this is Andre doesn't really like Vince because Vince ruined the territory and he sees all these weird moves that Vince is doing. And he's always like even now it's the height, the Princess Brides come out. He was just involved in the biggest wrestling match in history. Like, he sees what Vince is doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how he's fucking trying to basically corporatize wrestling. Corporatize a word? I don't know. But I said it. Blood bleebly blopsy. Fuck you. Look at it. I sent you seven texts of my weenie. Now look at them. Yeah, it's, um, I'm, I think calling him a weenie is good because it does look like a cocktail sausage. Ooh, looks like a little... Ooh, can I have four Dylan stick for breakfast? Just your kid. Scramble your eggs. That means you won't be able to have a baby after a wee fuck. <laughs> I ruin ovaries with the size of my dong. Speaking of WrestleMania... Or speaking of size of dongs, we're heading into WrestleMania 4. The first of two WrestleManias to take place at what they call Trump Plaza, but isn't actually oh, called yeah. Trump Plaza at all. And this is crazy because it's like they... WrestleMania 3 was one of jump off the screen the greatest moments in wrestling history and wrestlemania four and five it's essentially like when we do a comedy show but they don't tell anyone in the bar and they're just trying to eat (laughs) it's just yeah it's but it's one of those things where it was purely a financial decision which was you know to get ninety three thousand people in they didn't make that much money off of wrestlemania 3 sadly because it was so fucking expensive to get everyone to buy those fucking tickets. And whether or not it was not, who knows if it was 93000 or not. In the end, we don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's claimed that it's, it's not 93000 It's not 93000 but, I mean, whether you believe Dave Meltzer or not, I don't know. That is besides the point. The point is that uh, they made a decision to try and uh, elongate everything. Uh, Andre starts uh, feuding with Savage. They still have Andre in the title picture, even though it becomes increasingly, increasingly clear, like, this guy can't do this guy can't do this anymore like within the span of four years he goes from like a solo main eventer to uh passing away so 
just kind of think about that body deterioration and how it's being sped up here. Because he starts feuding with uh, Randy Savage for the title. Uh, he does not like Randy Savage whatsoever. No, he keeps standing on Ra- he keeps standing on Randy's yeah. hair. He apparently doesn't like how he treats Elizabeth, which is yeah. a, a quote that is attributed to Stephanie McMahon. Which, by the way, Andre and Stephanie were friends, which is terrifying. I don't believe that whatsoever. <laughs> I believe. I believe that Andre the Giant was nice to Stephanie because he knew that was a small kid and that Stephanie McMahon is one of the lizard people. (laughs) Yeah, Stephanie McMahon is like, he was my friend more than he was anyone else's I control. Yeah, like the insane... Did you ever hear the stories about like Stephanie... Well, like, all right, first of all, in WrestleMania, in in WWE speak, Stephanie McMahon is now responsible for women's wrestling. Like Stephanie McMahon is Sasha and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she's the reason why there's the women's re- like revolution. It's very embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the Stephanie McMahon revolution, and she on uh, she at a conference. Now she wants to get in. She's talking about like philanthropy and doing the Susan D. Coleman Foundation with breast cancer awareness and all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, that would all be well and good if she literally hadn't said at a business conference, "Philanthropy is the new marketing." <laughs> oh no! Oh <laughs> so, which no! Is, like, the fact that you say that and still just go ahead is a, yeah. that is it makes my that's fucking terror like that is good morning everyone I am the devil let's begin <laughs> I gave the kid a sandwich is the is the camera off all right shoot the kid I wash my hands like that's yeah. like I'm Andre the Giant's friend in that I'm the one that put the pillow to his face <laughs> I helped him die <laughs> that makes yeah. me the best oh he Jesus was weak Christ. he's a weak man the sordid. I don't know, man. I guess it's too uh, lazy to paint Stephanie McMahon as pure evil, but uh, Shane Shane seems like Billy Madison, and Stephanie seems like one of the kids from The Omen. I don't know. Like it's- Shane just seems like he's balanced and has lived a life out from underneath his father's shadow, and Stephanie is like... I think it's, yeah, I don't know. If I was to psychoanalyze it, it seems like Shane was number one, Stephanie was number two, and then Shane was like, oh, no, this is, I don't want to, I don't want to tell Carnies what to do. And then he did blow, and uh, Stephanie was like, I'll do it, Daddy. I'll, I'll, I'll sedate them all. Yeah. Oh, we don't do that. Oh, fine. They'll have, they'll have to listen to me, because if they don't, I'll fucking kill them. By the way, um, Dino Bravo's dead. Ask me no questions. <laughs> so um, Andre and Macho Man are feuding. This leads to, and this is the great thing, is 1987, this Andre versus Hogan feud started, and it's still going in 88 and 89 because uh, the Andre's now in, formed a tag team called the Mega Bucks with Ted DiBiase, and they are, of course, feuding with the Mega Powers, uh, which is Hogan and Savage, and they can and the matches couldn't be better because basically Savage and DiBiase do everything, and then you get the hot spots with the two big boys. And that's yeah, great. the two big and boys it, have a tickle fight while the, other, while the two balding men have a fight. And it's like this two years is probably the best storytelling in WWF history because it, it seems like oh it, it Andre it betrays then, his best friend. Yeah, go for it. And then it goes in uh, the Mega Powers exploding, which is so fucking crazy. Well, and it's just like, it's because, and even the stuff in the middle is like, Andre betrays his best friend. Andre can't beat his best friend, even though we always thought he could. He then goes deeper down the rabbit hole of 
like uh, being evil with going to Ted DiBiase, the super rich guy. Yeah, he gets distracted sell- by a woman's ass in at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never forget, everyone, family wholesome era. Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage won a match because Elizabeth showed the bad guys her, her batty crease. I mean, that's family era and sexism are not are so joined in Vince McMahon's. Yeah. <laughs> What's? Yep. I don't the get daughters are well, that's bad. The daughters are learning that they're less than. What's wrong with that? <laughs> they're learning their role. Yeah. Um. He goes into Jake the Snake Roberts feud, and of course we all remember, uh, I mean we all remember, some people might remember the pull crux of the feud is Andre doesn't like snakes. Jake was actually really touched by this feud because they would never give him a belt because he's a drug addict, but (laughs) they gave him a feud with Andre, uh, which he saw as like his world title. Like that's like an acknowledgement that he's up the card because that's what the main eventer did. Also, by the way, that fucking feud was fucking great. Like, it's so great because it was basically yeah. Andre just choking choking a man who smokes for a bit, and then he'd get the snake, and then Andre would just run away, and it was so much fun. Like, it's so much fun yeah. all every time. Uh, and it was great because he would just scream, and Andre never really raised his voice either. He would just scream and scream uh, when he got... Um, but he got mm-hmm. face-to-face with the snake, obviously. And Big John Studd even makes an appearance in this feud, giving Andre another opportunity to beat up the favorite person he hates. There you go. Because Big John says a baby face now because Andre the Giant wants to fucking beat him up some more. Yeah. We're not You're friends. bad. Fuck you. Oh, no. They even have a brief feud again, which is even better. Uh, which ends with Big John Studd. Quitting wrestling altogether because he doesn't yep. like getting beaten up by. A, I've read this before. It doesn't stop being amazing. Oh, under the stein, gentle giant. Oh, except he broke a man's dream. Yeah, and uh, well, this is the thing where now Andre sees like everyone says like, all right, here are the two things he had coming. He didn't like all right, so he didn't like Macho Man uh, because he didn't like the way he treated Elizabeth. He didn't like Jake the Snake for whatever reason. Uh, I think that he just didn't like that he could tell he had two years left to live, man. Like, <laughs> mostly it's just yeah. like, this guy's fucking body's failing and people are like, oh, I guess he doesn't like Jake. No, he doesn't like that he's addicted to alcohol and he's in constant pain. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think he, just... he, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't like that he's alive. <laughs> yes, he doesn't like, yeah. I don't like breathing. <laughs> so but legit that's it right um so when he faces big john stud he already didn't like the guy and now he's doubled down on not liking him and this is where wrestling is the 1980s in wrestling is because the big boy is bullying the smaller boy and that everyone's like well i guess if you're being bullied that makes you a cuckold out the door john stud and plus, like, Andre showed weakness in, like, three straight feuds. This is his feud to go over, like, solidly strong. Yeah. So, and he goes over stronger than anyone else has. Oh, what happened to the guy you were feuding with? He stopped doing this for a living. He now works at a <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> so they, they heat it, they're heating him up. Uh, he feuds with the Ultimate Warrior, which does not go well. Yeah. He fucking hates the ultimate warrior but this one's like oh you could see why because andre's like he's this dying man against the ultimate warrior the ultimate warrior's like i'm gonna really punch you in the face how about that and andre's like no please let me die yeah. <laughs> let me feel the soft release of death how about this how about i fly off the top rope and then i kick you both your teeth and your teeth are right and then i eat your fucking teeth how yeah. about you just let me drift into the abyss 
Please make mm. the pain stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, and there's a bunch of accounts of like the warrior uh, being beaten up by Andre very badly in the match. The best one <laughs> is uh, Andre, the ultimate warrior, kept just um, clotheslining him but not protecting him. Uh, yeah. And the third time he did it, Andre just punched him in the actual face as hard as he could and knocked him out. And then Andre won the match. <laughs> Which I like. There's no, there's so few stories of the warrior during this time where you at all care about the warrior. Yeah, it's lovely stuff. Because it's like classic, like this guy had a great look. He didn't care about wrestling. Like it's a classic like guy who gets promoted at a company even though he's shit at his job. He just like looks the part. So um, this is Andre is really, really, really started to have no uh, no body anymore. He never took a day off. Um, he was consummate professional to some people. Everyone has this weird reverence for him, and I honestly think it's because he's the cool kid at school. Like he made these yeah. guys. Every territory guy would make. If you can kind of rely on, let's say you make five hundred dollars a week. Not that that was real money, but five hundred dollars a week. And this is the one week a year you know you're going to make a 1000 and it's because of this dude, you know? So that's the reverence they talk about this guy. It's also, um, at this point, after the the Jake feud is the beginning of the end for Andre's um, career, Vince McMahon decrees he will no longer be match because the WrestleMania yeah. 5 match was such a piece of shit. Now, no, nothing's really said about what Andre's reaction to this was except that... Um, uh, uh, a bunch of people go, oh, in his older age, he got grumpy. And I think that has to do with the fact that um, he's dying and his <laughs> boss is like, oh, you're bad at your job, too. You know that one thing you live for? Can't do it anymore. Now you hang out with Haku. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, but he gets a yeah. tag team title. He ends his fucking career a champion in a way. Um in that he is a tag team champion with the uh, Haku and the Colossal Connection, which, again, is a continuation of the Ted DiBiase thing, is fantastic. Is a fucking great tag team. Haku is fucking great. They have a match with Demolition at WrestleMania six, um, which they lose. Demolition go over. Um, Bobby Heenan slaps Andre. Heenan beats the fuck out of Haku and Bobby Heenan. Becomes a face and obviously retires. This is his last match. Uh, yes, his last match ever, and uh, he only comes down to the ring. Uh, like I said, on crutches. Um, he can't. It's it's a real sad. Like, just I don't understand why he can't just be in a wheelchair and come out as like a happy thing. Like here's Andre the Giant. Because I guarantee he wouldn't let himself be shown that way. I guarantee he was like. No, I'm I'm going out like to the point that he's on crutches and they're still doing stuff. He comes out of WrestleMania seven to help your boy the big boss man in a fleeting attempt to beat perfect in a match that Big Boss Man should have won. That was such a great fucking piece of storytelling and why they fucking had Mr. Perfect keep the belt really fucking pisses me off. Um mm -hmm. yeah, he goes to Japan a few more times. He officially retires. Um he competes in uh like he's supposed to compete in a tag tournament in all Japan. That doesn't work. He appears at Clash of the Champions 20, as we covered her at the top, and dead within the year. Like it's yeah, he uh, his last match, his legit last match was in December of 1992. Um, no, he shouldn't. It yeah, shouldn't it? have been. Because you know, um, all right, so he he came home. He was gonna go home for Christmas. And he stopped in Mexico. Uh, he did a six man tag. Uh, 
uh, with El Kanek and Das Karras. Oh, and by the Bam way. Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, Yokozuna, and Bad News Brown. <laughs> Andre was, apparently, he was sitting on Bad News Brown's chest, uh, and he diarrheaed all over Bad News Brown's. <laughs> And Maybe he, my, he went my, going my, out with a bag. Going out with a fucking bang. If your last match is that you diarrhea on somebody, that's good. Like, that's good. That's very good. He died 12 days after his father as well, uh, which is, that's the saddest thing. <laughs> yeah. He, it's so fucked. His father died on January 15th, and he died of congestive heart failure on January 27th. Um... And the WWF Hall of Fame was invented in 1993 just to induct Andre into it. And the other thing is, out of spite, this guy's last TV appearance in American television was, like I said, the Clash of the Champions in 1992. Uh, Clash of the Champions 20, uh, about a year earlier. So... That is like an uncharacteristic taking the high road on WWF's part. I will say. Yeah, but I think it's also one of those things where even Vince McMahon had to acknowledge, like, this fucking guy's point. He just wanted money. He had a daughter. As a, It's come to light he had a daughter who he had a really tough relationship. He left. Of course his, he did. Of course he fucking Daddy, did. Daddy, do like, you want to play dollies? No. Drink with the small men. <laughs> yeah. You don't have wine. <laughs> exactly. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, all in all, I don't know, what's your favorite thing about Andre the Giant? He he was and is the most recognizable athlete of all time without throwing a wrestling move for the last 10 years of his career. He was, yeah. like, his look, his look was out, I'm going to say his look, his look is out of fucking control. He's yeah. the most wrestler-looking wrestler. He's the reason Vince McMahon was able to take over. He was the reason Hulkamania get, got to where it got to. He's so fucking important. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best thing about him was oddly his, um, I'm going to say one specific thing is that like he conveyed, he just conveyed a sense of doom that I think every big man after has been kind of chasing. Because like even if you watch that Saturday Night's Made event, that first Saturday Night's Made event with him and Hogan that drew 33 million people, um, Watch the headbutts that he delivers to Hulk Hogan, and it's just like, oh no, the bad man's got him. And you can watch Kane doing a fucking tombstone on the steps, and The Undertaker chokeslamming a guy off the fucking stage onto a crash pad through nine tables, and it's still not as scary and simple as that as those behind the back headbutts and he still tried i want to say that this guy knew his days were numbered and he still tried in the ring and he really did love wrestling because why else are you wrestling a match a six-man tag when you've been on crutches for the last two years of your life like that's why he left wwf because he would he wanted to keep wrestling and vince was like no like we can't it's too sad so it's like it's it's really powerful like there's like obviously there's some bad stuff about this guy and we've been uh, being coons about the whole thing for a bit but, uh, I mean, yeah, the best thing about him, I guess, is his love of wrestling. And, like, his oh. love of wrestling and those headbutts. Yeah. That's right. It got nice at the end. This is an indie movie. Oh, yeah. What's Welcome the worst thing Cl- about Andre? Welcome to Clerks 2, because now this this part's going to fuck a horse. Um, <laughs> his relationship with his daughter. I'm going to say it. 
that meant there's no way that guy was even close to a good father. Like it, nothing to go. do with wrestling. But you know that 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 poor woman wakes up screaming that a giant man's just drowning her husband. Oh, you fucked my <laughs> thing that I don't know the name of. To be fair, John, if you hadn't said that giant man is drowning her husband, uh, I could have copy and pasted that for every single review of every wrestler ever. This is yeah, just. This is just the bad dad's review, essentially. This is the bad parents' review. <laughs> no, some of Except them are good like, parents. Well, the ones that have kids after wrestling. Yeah. That's why women wrestlers are the best. Because Vince McMahon has decided a woman is now a garbage can if she's 29. So then these women get to like have a nice... <laughs> oh, I made $200,000 a year for four years. And now uh, I'm married to someone who's like an, East, an extreme sports celebrity. And I live in uh, Wisconsin. That's like that's every diva from like the mid two thousands. Yeah, I now have a blog and some sort of job that's ludicrous. It's not like do you want to do you want to have autographs for a dollar? Yeah. Do you want to watch you, Duke me Drossy. cry? <laughs> Ten dollars, I'll cry. Yeah. Make it seem real. But go cry either way. But it it'd is. be nice to make some money from it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think my worst thing about Andre is uh. Just that, like, it's the worst. It's, I mean, it's just kind of how things go, I guess, sometimes. But the exact height of his celebrity and when he should have been having the best time in wrestling was when his body just was took the big roller coaster down. So that's the worst thing because whenever we do a multiple part series, except for Terry Funk, I guess, they're always sad. Yeah, Terry, well, Terry, like, you know, Terry's a time bomb of sadness because, like, when he dies, his wife is going to be like, oh, living with him was a horror show. Every morning I had to hide the meat or he'd try and fuck it. No, Terry Funk's the best. He just had an interview where he said, they asked him who would win in a fight, Donald Trump or Joe Biden, and he said, I'll beat the shit out of both of them. <laughs> yep, you know what? You're right. He wins. <laughs> hey, there's nothing sad about Terry Funk. Oh, I'll beat the shit out of both of them. I, uh, here's the problem with one of them. They're from the city, and the other one didn't win enough wars. So, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Double cross ranch for you, boy. <laughs> little stab, little stab. I'm the president. Here's yeah. the vice president. The Here. ghost of Dick Murdoch. <laughs> Oh, you thought Trump was bad. Our policies are no guns, just nuts. <laughs> Here's the thing you don't know about me. I have your mom's address. <laughs> I believe the graveyard. Ha ha ha. Got you. <laughs> I believe Terry Funk would honestly offer to fight Vladimir Putin with the winner getting the other one's country. <laughs> And he would just come on and say that. They'd be like, this is democracy. He's like, no, <laughs> no, I it's not. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I, Vladimir P Putin would win, but he would later succumb to his injuries. <laughs> It'd be like gangs in New York where like they would rename America would be under Russian rule, but they would rename it Terry Funk. Yeah. And we have to live by the rules of the double cross ranch. You know what that means? Wrestle till you're dead. Wrestle till you're dead. <laughs> Wrestle till you're actually dead. That's what Under the Giant did, man. He does, man. I mean, for all the shit, man, he really loved wrestling. And that is our second part on Andre the Giant. Guys, this is the single greatest 
thing you've done with your day is listen to us fucking talk shit. Thank you very much for listening. If you don't, give on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Uh, we'll, it's early in the month, so we'll be recording a Patreon episode uh, soon and having it out to you, certainly before WrestleMania. And uh, yeah, and next week we'll be doing the legend himself, Larry Zabisco, the most annoying wrestler I've ever laid eyes on. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready. Things to look forward for the Larry Zabisco episode. The time he called it the New World Odor. That is it. <laughs> is Larry Zabisco just 80s Jeff Jarrett? Larry Zabisco is, I would say he, I no, he's 80s. No, he's 70s Road Dog Jesse James. <laughs> he's kind of like Dolph Ziggler. He almost got there, but. He annoys well, the he did. Shit out of me. The thing is, he got there. We'll talk about this next week. But essentially, he got there because he got there in a time when no one cared. Yeah, he came. Yeah, he definitely he won an NFL championship, not a Super Bowl. If that makes a hundred percent, fucking great analogy. Yeah, yeah, he's like the Bears in the '60s. He won a bunch of titles, but no one gives a shit because it won the Super Bowl. So more on that next week. Thanks very much for listening. Take your genitals out. Rub them against your phone. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with Dylan. Do that. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone suck my dick. <laughs> have a good day. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. My man is here. and I don't impress easy. Now, for this discussion, may I present 15 years undefeated, the eighth wonder of the world, seven foot four, 500 pounds, Andre, whoa, the giant. Wait, what's going on here? Hold on, man. What are you doing with him? You guys aren't together. Come on, man. Andre, what are you doing here with Heenan? What's going on? Andre, listen, man. You can't be here with him. Don't you know what Heenan's done to me, to these people out here since you've been gone? It can't be so. Andre, listen to me. Day one, man, when I set my eyes on you, brother, you're the reason I got in professional wrestling. You were like a god to me, a role model. You can't be here with him, man. You're the one that took me all the way from nothing to the world's title. Andre, you can't be with him, man. No, no, wait one minute. You're the one that taught me, man, about respect for the fans, about helping the kids. You're the one that taught me about good sportsmanship. You set the, the mold for me to follow, man. What are you doing here with him? I'll tell you what he's doing here with me. He's sick and tired of you and what you stand for. Let me tell you something, Hogan. You're the one that for three years as world champion used this man. You're also the vermin that made this man. I can't tell you what I think about. You used him, they gave him a trophy. But no, that wasn't good enough. It was a littler trophy than yours. But you had to walk out and steal that moment. You're so jealous of this man, you can't stand it. He, oh, this is the man for 15 years that is undefeated. But did you ever once? No, man, you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. When I won the world title, he poured champagne over my head. It was like a bond of friendship. You're wrong, Ian. Did you ever once, once in your life, 
offer him a championship match, you left behind his back. No, Andre, listen, it's not happening. Tell me it's not so, man. Even though you came out here with him, you don't have to leave with him. It's not happening. Thank you, Ansel, my shoulders. One more thing to say to you, Hogan. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one reason, to challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no, it's not happening. We're friends. We're friends, Andre, please. You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. Andre, what are you doing, man? You can't leave like this, man. What are you doing, Andre? You can't my cross the shirt. What's wrong with him, man? You can't leave like this. You're bleeding. It's not how Andre, come back, man. You don't have to leave like this. What no, is he no, doing? No. You're bleeding. Jesus. What's come, come. Andre. Come on. 